Hello and welcome to the Three Plane Sports Podcast. Just three plane guys from the Great Plains talking a lot of sports, some sports betting, and maybe doing a little drinking along the way. I am your host, producer Dylan, joined by two guys who got burned by Dalton Schultz. First, the kind of guy who bets the over for Iowa and Nebraska, Luol Dang Disrespector and Ken Pomeroy's drunk cousin, Colin. Good evening. Finally, flying past his Jordan and Kobe years to enter his Kyle Korver era, birthday boy and Creighton men's basketball Twitter graphic designer, Sam. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, we'll get started, jump into the pregame with some news. We're recording this on Tuesday, November 28th, as the Houston Rockets take on Corbin's own Dallas Mavericks. You may remember Corbin. We had him on a few episodes ago and sometime last year. Uh, speaking of the Mavericks, Sam says we have some breaking news about their ownership situation. Sam, you want to enlighten me? Yeah, that is correct, Dylan. Uh, this afternoon, I I don't know if really word had gotten out about this at all. If so, it had missed me. Uh, but the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban is selling a majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks to the casino tycoon Adelson family, uh, which it has been presented in headlines in a way that implies that they're somewhat notorious. I can't say I'm personally familiar. Uh, maybe I'm ignorant. But anyhow, they're obtaining the majority share of the Mavs at a, about a $3.5 billion valuation. And the interesting part of that is that Mark Cuban is still going to be extremely hands-on with the franchise and what it was being called one of the most unique setups in history where he will remain in full control of basketball operations for the Mavs despite no longer owning the majority share. I'm a little intrigued to see how like sturdy his positioning is because I, I feel like that just implies that he could be forced out of that position. I would assume but, there would have to be a contract statement yeah, like how long uh, he's allowed to be. Because, yeah, no. Next day, Adelson family. Hey, we've been evaluating <laughs> some of the personnel, and we think you should get the fuck out so we can hire a real GM, Mark. Yeah, so, like, if, this <laughs> suck, if, he, if the team sucks ass, yeah, it, you know, can they buy him out the rest of the way? Maybe. So he also kept shares <laughs> in the team, so... Yeah, he didn't sell, I yeah. guess, all of what he owns. He's a minority he control. Chair. Yeah. It's going to be um, interesting to see on Shark Tank if they still call him he, the outspoken owner no, he's, of... he's leaving Shark Tank, too. Oh, well, maybe... So that was... Shit, maybe he's in a rough spot financially. No, no or he... The, the outside, that we are not political, but, like, is he going to run for fucking office out of nowhere? Because he's... Got- ta- He's given up like his, you know, positions of other stuff. That that was a speculative, random one I heard. It's like because it was announced Shark Tank like today or yesterday, oh. and then the news of yeah. of the Mavs today as well. So like within twenty four hours, he's like given out, like finished up with two of his major endeavors. Well, he's so, got Corbin's vote. Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting <laughs> hypothesis, Colin. Yeah. I, I don't have a better. I heard that one guess of what like, yeah. he's doing. Because if you're thinking he's hurting for money, Dylan, then he would he would have stayed on Shark Tank because that's a paycheck. Well, yeah, but he has to give up. He has to like put forward capital to be on that show. <laughs> he doesn't have to. He just has to occasionally lowball him into not yeah. taking a deal and just <laughs> I don't think they have a running total on that show like through a season like how much money they've invested. Be interesting to see who gets the best returns. Like you don't have to show us the individual companies but like which <laughs> shark is actually picking the right shit and making I know I've seen I know I've seen clips of Cuban saying a lot of them were fucking duds that he's he's done but it's like i'm now poor for having invested in a bunch of companies on this show and (laughs) for that reason i'm out (laughs) i think what i think in one one what he said was on one of them the guy once he got the money from cuban just went on vacation and stopped giving his shit about the company (laughs) maybe maybe he'll uh maybe mark cuban's gonna invest with that other guy and be part owner of fubu like the other dude on that show yeah i'm more of a i'm more of a boofoo guy for us buy us (laughs) buy us buy us fuck you yeah that's from movie 43 (laughs) is it Um, is that movie 43 
I didn't catch the uh, reference. Oh, so probably not, because it. no, it's one in of the forty-three <laughs> movies I've seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. It, oh man, I can't remember what uh, movie it was from. Like but the we Onion movie. No, we were going to do, make one of the pledge classes act that scene out because we uh, <laughs> freshmen suck. Wait, what? Yeah, what? What, what, no, what no, are we, we saying? Is a reference from there? The also, should they be putting this on tape? <laughs> Um. So it was Boofu. I don't think that's in a, in movie forty three. It's in another fucking movie that does a bunch of skits or whatever. I believe. So like the Onion movie. That's like the only other movie like that. Yeah, I'm trying to find what it's from. But the Onion I'm movie just... also famously has neck seatbelts. That's captured upon uh, upon impact. But uh, speaking of uh, NBA basketball, if you remember, this is either way earlier this year or last year. We, we I had a take about headband guys where they either have to be like the best player on the court or they have to have some attitude or like, you know, some swagger to their game. Uh, so Sam and I were talking a little bit about Alex Caruso, who is uh, physically at least a headband guy. But apparently he, you know, I'm not an NBA guy. Apparently he's got the uh, the chops to back it up, Sam. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you're just handing me the mic to talk about Alex Caruso, I'd be, I'd be happy to do so. He's he's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I was a little stunned to say that or to hear you say that you didn't think he he was a headband I, guy because I, I feel watch like watch NBA basketball. I know. Still, I, I still man. I, almost, <laughs> I feel like you wake up. It doesn't matter who you are. You wake up knowing that Alex Caruso is is a headband guy to the core. He that dude. He's the best defender in the NBA. He's not maybe the most impactful because he is not seven feet tall, but he is the best perimeter defender in the NBA. He's a fucking savant. We're probably going to trade him, um, and it's going to really fucking suck because he's he's the only player left on the team that I like at all. Back to the Lakers for oh, Jesus a second rounder. Yeah, <laughs> oh, fuck off. It ain't going to be that cheap. We'd rather let him walk than that, but it won't be worth it. Uh, on the topic of basketball, but moving over to college game. Uh, would you would you guys believe it if I told you Nebraska ball is undefeated and receiving votes in the AP poll? They beat Creighton. No, that's this that's this Sunday. Oh, I, I would believe they played you them earlier because Fred Hoiberg back in the day was a damn good college basketball coach, and so I have just never quite shaken that image from my head. And I felt like well, sooner than later, Dude, they look like they they seem like a real basketball team like a real big 10 basketball team granted they haven't played a whole lot of talent but they're beat they're scoring like high 80s in these games which is promising you know as a team that was struggling to score uh this is even without like Kese Tominaga really hitting his stride who is arguably once he gets hot going to be their best scorer and for sure their best three-point shooter so you know things are looking up for Nebraska ball um in case we don't get to betting I would say they're going to be an underdog, obviously, to Creighton, but I would be willing to take that spread. Is that Doug McDermott retirement night, or is that tonight? No, that's in, like, end of – that's, like, mid to late December I didn't when they play Villanova. It's, like, going to be a December 20-something when they play Villanova. Uh, um, <clears throat> uh, but uh, do you guys – so, obviously, we know – well, maybe you guys don't. So Louisville basketball is in a pretty rough situation. Oh, yeah. Um, they went to overtime against New Mexico State. Was that last night or whatever? Whatever. Recently, they went to uh, into overtime with New Mexico State. Uh, this was a uh, the score doesn't show it because it was like ninety to eighty four, but this was the basketball equivalent of a college football sickos game. Uh, let me explain. So New Mexico State last year canceled their season when they had two separate scandals happen. Uh, it's like some sort of sexual assault or sexual harassment, which is terrible. And then some so what was the other one was like hazing and hazing incident. So they just canceled their fucking Wait, season. Are, are you missing? I think you're maybe mixing two together and forgetting the one where I was going to ask somebody shot somebody yeah that's the other one uh you have like player, the coaches, player didn't like the coaches in... have the gun at some point or something or like <laughs> and then you have a player i forgot about that one you have a player uh under investigation for murder <laughs> like <laughs> all the last season so that team comes you know they're playing basketball this year um 
Did uh, you just get Bama mixed up into that? No, too? no, 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 no. This also happened at New Mexico State. It was. Uh, I, I see. What I don't remember is the exact details. I, I first of all, there was a thing like that. It was, I think, based partly in a conflict with somebody from the <laughs> the New Mexico team. I don't remember which team was on like which side of it, but the, yeah, like I think one of a player that had pissed off another player got set up by some chick on Tinder to come to that school where they were going to jump him and try to kill him. And I think that he had, or no, I think they were going to jump him and kick his ass and he came strapped <laughs> and he fucking shot the dude who was there to kick his ass it and fucked killed around him. and he found so, out. Yeah. Like I, I don't even honestly remember, but it was kind of a situation where honestly he was like, he didn't really murder the guy. He actually acted in self defense, but it was like a, a fucking beef sort of rough situation and then he comes back like oh fuck i just shot some dude and i'm pretty sure that like he he like got rid of the gun through the coaches or something i i want to say and i still don't remember for sure if that was the new mexico state player or the new mexico player but, but i think it was new mexico state because that's why they would have canceled their whole fucking season well, it was there, yes shit. there was lots of shit going on last season that is not conducive to having a good season this year yeah. uh, <laughs> but this game is kind of this game's fucking wild. So like, uh, like I said, this game went to overtime, and this was this was a buy game. This was a buy game. You know, this should have never happened. This was supposed to be a tune-up game for Louisville. New Mexico State's like in the two fifties on Kempom. Um, but uh, just to, just to put things in a little more perspective, so this went into overtime despite. Uh, New Mexico State giving uh, Louisville thirty six fouls or thirty six foul uh, chant tries at the uh, at the free throw line, and, and then it makes it even better. The like New Mexico State had the free throws to win the game, but the New Mexico State coach iced his own fucking shooter. <laughs> like like he's going up to take the game winning free throws and fucking calls a timeout right away. I don't know why. Uh, so it goes to all of that. Uh, but then during OT, Louisville obviously struggled, like visibly was struggling. Yes, they ended up winning it by six points, but they were visibly struggling even after New Mexico State was down to four players because six of their guys had fouled out. Yeah, I saw, I saw that shit. I saw the four <laughs> players thing. That's that's ridiculous. We're, Sam and I are well-versed on the art of playing top-quality basketball with four men on the court. <laughs> So, uh, Louisville basketball, not in a great place. Maybe they should, uh, bring back some former coaches that, uh, maybe aren't doing a whole lot of good coaching this, this, uh, this time around. Um, Patino's back. Where's he at now? He went from Miami to uh, St. John's. John's. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually not bad missed there. Out. Yeah. Shit. I'd bring him back. Louisville would certainly benefit to bring him back, man. <laughs> Kenny Payne, not it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, this was not a this was a very bad week for Dylan in football. Um, Good. I have Nebraska losing yet another heartbreaker. Realistically, Nebraska had four opportunities to make a bowl game and blew every single one of them in the final minutes of the game. Uh, a lot of that I would like to put on the coaches, but not all of it because all the quarterbacks on that team are fucking bums. Uh, and then uh, the next day, so that was a, that was a Friday disappointment. Uh, and then the next day on Saturday, I got the double disappointment of Oklahoma State winning and leaving Oklahoma out of the Big Twelve championship game. Uh, and then finally on Monday, I got to uh, watch the Vikings lose an absolute sicko's NFL game to the Chicago Bears of all people in some of yeah, the worst did. ways possible. I turned that game off after the second uh. interception because I was so pissed. Weak. I knew they were going to lose it at that point. I just turned weak. it off. I'm like, I'm not watching this shit anymore. That's fucking weak. Um, I'm not on the fire Kevin O'Connell train yet. Uh, because you didn't I, watch the rest of the fucking game. No, because I do still <laughs> like the guy. And I think, you know, he's a good coach. Uh, hopefully. No, Dylan knows good coaches, guys. But uh, <laughs> ultimately... Another Sataki masterclass this weekend, as a matter of fact. I'm uh, rather upset 
at the mismanagement of Joshua Dobbs and oh, trying to treat him like a pocket passer when that oh is obviously God. not that that's not his game. He's a lot better stringing stuff together, maybe letting him move around a little bit more. Also, I mean, his, his offensive line helps him move worse. around a lot more. But holy shit, they were just <laughs> dissolving, and uh, that's uh, I don't I don't really know where to go from there. Uh, congratulations, Sam. Uh, the Bears. Uh, I heard some interesting I didn't really thoughts. Want to win it. <laughs> I heard. I don't think either team wanted to win that game. Uh, <laughs> but one uh, team's fans did. Yeah. Um, ultimately, though, uh, God, there, there was just something I, I just lost my fucking thought. Oh, uh, I heard an interesting scenario on uh, uh, sports radio this morning where the NFC North is pretty weak, save for the Lions, but the Lions are really falling off. There is a scenario, you know, Bears only have eight losses. There's a scenario in which you go in and there's a bear, like a four and eight Bears team, and when you're, whenever you're watching Red Zone or halftime shows for NFL games, it could say, in the, in the playoff hunt, Chicago okay. Bears. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair enough. Fuck it, I'm rooting for it now. <laughs> Falcons really uh, moved Give up some the standings. They went from in the hunt at the beginning of this week to locking up the NFC South at the moment. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a great that's a strong accomplishment there, dude. We're gonna if the season <laughs> ended today, we would yeah. shit pump the Cowboys. Oh, not so sure about that. But uh, all right. That's what I had for news. Uh, Sam added his already. Colin, do you have any news you would like to share that I've missed? I don't think so. I think we ended up going over all of it. Alrighty, then let's move on to something I like to call slow pitch, fast pitch, where we come up with sports takes for the week. Uh, one's a slow pitch. It's supposed to be uh, an easier buy, you know, a little easier to agree with. Uh, uh, and then the fast pitch is supposed to be the hot take. Some weeks are hotter than others. Um, you know, it's supposed to be harder to agree with. Uh, Colin has takes this week. So uh, why don't you go ahead and take us away? All right, Dylan, which one did you think you got? The slow pitch or the fast pitch? This better be the slow pitch. Uh, Sam, what do you think? Um, Ronald Reagan would definitely say that mine was the slow pitch. So <laughs> I, I, I guess I, I was going to guess slow pitch as well. Oh, no, yours is, uh, Sam's is the fast pitch. Um, oh, okay. So Dylan was correct. Uh, so Dylan's take or this pitch this week. The Panthers won't reach the playoffs over the next 10 years. Uh, so this one's a complete T-ball take. Not because, oh, I'm a, oh, Panthers suck. Panthers are always going to be garbage. There are a handful of teams that I would, like, guarantee are going to win a Super Bowl. In, or, oh, sorry, won't reach the playoffs. There's, like, a handful of teams that you could just say won't reach the fucking playoffs in the next 10 years. Panthers easily one of them. Uh, there, uh, uh, if you remember back uh, to last year when Matt Rule was getting fired, and I had a take that said, "Hey, maybe Matt Rule's not the problem." Not saying he's a great NFL coach. Maybe Matt Rule's not the problem. Maybe their GM's the problem. And, and then you know maybe that part of the take with the GM maybe wasn't uh, perfect either. I think the ownership of the Panthers are a problem. I think as long as uh, what's his name Dieter or whatever the fuck his last name is, David Tepper. David Tepper. Tepper. As long as he's owning that team, they're not going to be a playoff. Like they're not going to sniff the playoffs. They have dug themselves into such a hole for uh, roster management, and they have to try to stick with Bryce Young for a little bit, who's obviously not the fucking answer. They've traded away, you know, it, uh, over the last couple seasons before uh, the current regime got in there, before they fired their most recent head coach. Uh, well, didn't fire him. He took another job. Right? How'd that work out? Who are we talking? Sorry. The uh, guy in between Rule and Reich. Yeah. Oh, Steve well, Wilkes. Yeah. yeah, well, he yeah he's, he's DC and they just didn't rehire him. And he, yeah. he's not a head coach. He went to the Niners, I believe. It's DC and the Niners right now. Okay. Well, regardless, they have dug themselves to such a fucking hole uh, between just what I think is poor roster management. Yes, you say okay, we're gonna we're gonna trade away for some younger guys or bring in some additional talent, bring it, try to bring in draft picks or whatever. But I, I have zero faith in those draft picks to uh, render any useful talent, and um, I, I don't. 
I I just I, I think that's an easy take. We've seen we've seen runs of teams not winning a playoff game in ten years, not making the playoffs over the course of ten years. Um, and as long as in, until that team gets sold, uh, I I don't see I don't see it. Yeah, Sam, input. I mean, I would have to. I think I would have to sell. So I'm sorry. Was the take that they will not make the playoffs? In for the, 10 years? Yeah, in the next 10 yeah, years. I've got to sell that, man. I mean, like, I, I I, understand kind of getting caught up in where they're at right now, and it, it's a deep hole. Like, I, it'd be T-ball to me to say, you know, three years they're probably not getting back there. But the NFL, honestly, like, the parity is enough in the NFL, and you can turn around a bad team quickly enough in the NFL with a couple of good drafts that even if you don't necessarily believe in, like, this administration, and I agree, Tepper's an idiot, and there's a good chance he'll keep shooting himself in the foot. It's entirely possible that, you know, he just stays in the team's way that much. But really, like, I mean, there's barely any teams that haven't been to the playoffs in the last 10 years. Even the shit franchises in the NFL, they just show up and they don't last long and they fall back down. But, I mean, bad ownership. Like, the commanders have, you know, they were there with Taylor Heineke trying their best against Tom Brady's Bucks just a few years ago. You know, teams get there. Um, I mean, shit. I think, like, the Jets maybe haven't made it, and they were in two AFC championships just a hair outside of that 10-year window probably at this point. Um, I mean, is there anybody else who hasn't been to the playoffs in the last 10 years? I think the Lions made it with Stafford at, at some point in that like 2015 range and lost. I mean, dude, everybody makes the playoffs in the NFL over the course of a few years. I think the Jets are the only team in the AFC, I'm pretty confident, who would not have been there in the last 10, and I think the NFC maybe everybody has. So yeah, that's I'm selling it. I'm selling it. That's just not the way shit goes in the NFL, as far as I can tell. I'm sure some franchises have accomplished it, but when's you can string together the, a good year in the when's NFL. The last, hold on. When's the last time the Panthers have been to the playoffs? Panthers lost the Super Bowl in, like, 2013, so they might right, be right so on they, the tail end of that. Okay, okay so maybe 10 more years only... is a stretch. I also kind of misread this deal to say like it was i i kind of misread this take also so like when colin reminded me it's oh just reaching the playoffs eh, i'll still buy it and did they yeah i, I mean carolina may, maybe has been back since then i mean i don't know cam newton take them there when do you think they about. okay i'm looking at the droughts so jets are number one with 12 seasons um number two would you like to guess who's number two it's seven seasons Damn, seven seasons is it. I feel like it might be Carolina at that point. <laughs> shit. Uh, oh, no, Carolina no. made it in... No, Carolina's going to be the next one. No, they're two away. It's okay. the Broncos because Super Bowl 50 was the last time they were there. <laughs> and then the next one that's right above Carolina who is on track to potentially break this is six years. And I sort of just gave it away with that layup of well, a hint. Uh, um, the Falcons? Uh, no, I okay. I thought oh, it was Falcons a decent. Are, the Falcons are coming back. Uh, it's uh, the Lions. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're looking what, what, decent to I break. Thought you that meant they were trying to break the record. Sorry, not to break uh, the streaks. Okay, I, I I feel you though. I, I just misunderstood you. And the then Falcons the Panthers are tied with the Falcons. Um, for yeah, five years. Yeah, yeah. The Falcons have not made it since 2017. <laughs> also, hey, hey, famously, divisional though. They did great that year <laughs> for quite a while there. I don't. We don't need to talk about the Super Bowl right now. <laughs> actually, that was the that was the year before, but. I know. Oh, but... Yeah, you're right. Actually, oh, I know. I don't really recall them Sam doing much. Go. 2017. I mean, I think the Super Bowl technically occurred in 2017. That's all I'm saying. But hey, <laughs> yeah. You, so Sam, you say you can turn the team around. I, I feel like that's what the Jets have been trying to do, and yet, I mean, the last—they're the only the, team that hasn't pulled it off. As I'm saying, the, like, the last three seasons, they've been trying very, very hard to turn that around, and it's not going well for them. I mean, that I don't think that's exactly you know, I. I that's not the worst comparison, but like right now you're clearly seeing them making strides forward. So it's like, if you on think the, about the, the Jets, Cuba Hubbard, I was talking about the uh, Jets. Making two uh. strides at a time with Miles Sanders. <laughs> but 
Like I think the Panthers, yeah, they're they're two to three years from even being competitive in a division that's weak yet has opportunity to be taken. Like the Falcons should get better at some fucking point. You wish. Um, <laughs> you fucking hope. The Saints don't really go down for too long. Um, it could be coming for them though. Yeah, they could be yeah. they could become the Aints again for a long time. They just they gotta figure out their quarterback, oh, man. They, they still haven't gotten out from all the money. I know you forget all there. You forget the Saints were so bad for so long because we had because we had Drew Brees when we were kids, you know, to like yeah, oh, the Saints true. aren't that bad. Yeah, no, they were they were a joke their whole existence. They were a joke before until, Drew Brees. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I could see the Panthers just being shit like Tepper the was too involved. Were a joke how many for however many years. Jesus. Yeah. They were they really that there. much of a fucking joke, or are uh, you talking basically about the... between Boomer and that one good, um, and that one good uh, Andy Dalton season? Yeah, they were. Are you just skipping over Carson Palmer like that? Absolutely. And they were still ass with Carson Palmer, were they not? <laughs> well, that was, was that Marvin. I mean, they made the playoffs like six times in that stretch, but it's like Marvin Lewis. Um, they made uh, a, a ton with Dalton and Lewis. I feel like I think I feel Carson like Palmer like was once. a part of it too, though. No, they definitely made it multiple times because I okay, pretty confident my dad's had a lot of bad. Uh, I was barely watching when Carson Palmer was on the Bengals. Maybe honestly. they only won the earliest days. I want to say they only won a single playoff game with Andy Dalton. That might be more right. That's probably close to right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking. It looks was it the like the one where Perfect killed Antonio Brown, or was did they lose that one? I can't. They, I think lost, they, that game, they lost that game. They lost that game on field goal because there's okay. the second Vontez Perfect hit in that game, I believe. Or oh, that's when uh, who came off the what fucking former NFL player that is like he's the Steelers Rex Burkhead's back coach. No, he's big. <laughs> uh, like was Jerome it, Bettis or something? Yeah, I think he might have been a coach, and he came off the field and shoved one of the Bengals during, like, a timeout. And uh, I the Bengals shoved him back, oh. and they got flagged. Like, they got two 15-yard penalties to put him in a hmm. range in no time. It was ridiculous. Uh, Warren Sapp got shoved by – does that sound right? Maybe not. No. I, I don't mean, know. He, been a coach. Was, he was he was for the Bucks. At least when he played, he was, yeah. he was a Bucks guy. Whatever. For I don't know. I just I just googled Jerome Bettis shove, and I don't I don't think that's what they're talking about. I don't think it was Bettis. I think it was probably just somebody else on for the Steelers. I was just guessing who he might have been talking about. I don't know if he even coached for him. Wow. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Could have a former player, but not one hundred percent sure. There's been lots of irrelevant franchises for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the as long as Tepper's making too many business decisions, he'll he'll mitigate their progress long enough that they just go into maybe a Jets esque sink. Yeah. All right. All right. And now for Gene's take. Uh it is referee slash umpire union shouldn't be allowed to exist. So <laughs> this this is that that's the same face I made, Dylan, when I got the text. Like I feel like occasionally Collins <laughs> takes or just like he just like has a, a thought for a second and just like and, it's man, my those are, man, those are some of my it works, man. Yeah, those are some of my it's just like that, that was like I sent you that at four fifty five. That was the last like five minutes of my lunch. So. Yeah, I respect that. I just I, to me, I, I'm like, where does this leave us? Because like we we can't go back in time and like just on, on like make the union not allowed to exist. And they're they're right well, there right now. Can. I mean. I don't like uh, to me like collective bargaining is just it. Uh, I mean, every professional sports league like you, you see the equivalent of this. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the umps are good or that you know Angel Hernandez deserves to continue having his fucking <laughs> job all the time. But I mean, I don't really see the alternative personally. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't. This one, I was just because I've seen. I, I saw like the. Uh... 
Colin wants um, the umpire. Deep <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> um, but it was, I think, umpire auditor had posted how many blown calls there were, and it was like in the oh, yeah, isn't isn't I think tens of thousands. Yeah, maybe it's just like <laughs> disgusting. And then like seeing the discrepancies in some of the NFL games, like calls and impl- like usage of the rules on like I think uh, AJ Brown should have had a fumble called, but they said it was incomplete. And then in the Chargers game or something. The same, pretty much the identical thing happened, and it got ruled differently after review. So it's just like, I don't know. They they should not have such good job security. I feel like I feel like ref or ump auditor or whatever you said it was is like. I, I imagine them to be like the uh, the First Amendment auditors you see on YouTube, and they're just like hanging out with their smartphone camera in like the. Uh, uh, the umpire's locker room, like where they're getting changed into their shit, like asking him tough questions and things because he's legally allowed to do so, <laughs> in air quotes. But I, I really, I, I hate that I have to blind react to this one because I have no fucking idea what to think because this came way out of fucking left field. Is that the yeah. reason Angel Hernandez still has a job? Like, is it because he's protected yes. by a union, or is it yeah. just because inertia? Yes, that's exactly why. Or is it just because inertia is really strong in the in Major League Baseball, and they said, ah, rather than bringing up another guy, we'll just keep this piece of shit. Nah, dude, it's it's the union. I mean, they, okay, that's they, why you didn't get fired while suing the MLB. Do you know? Do you know the situation with the lawsuit with him? Yes, I know he sued the MLB, but like, you, there's yeah, also I, mean, like, I feel like there's also all there's other like protective laws that say, hey, you can't fire somebody because they take you know legislation against your like against their employer. I no, feel that's like not really the problem. I'm just saying the way that it all shook out is basically them going, well, Angel, and and the. Uh, the court or judge your honor and angel uh, angel blows at his job and here's here's the data so this is why we don't put him on the playoff games it's not the personal angel your dog shit <laughs> and then happy, happy to have a job we know that baseball knows that he sucks and that baseball to to a, a, an extent you know they prevent him from having an impact on the very biggest games because they know that he will go in there and fuck it up and they know it full well <laughs> so, but the thing is they can't just kick him to the curb so he gets to keep you know being in a crew and getting out there and pissing off all the players every single year do the uh, I'm looking at I'm trying to look it up do the Big 10 football referees have a union because I would be all for dissolving that union and getting rid of the garbage because there's been so many blown calls that have cost Nebraska games over this I last season. I honestly don't know, but I, I would bet that there is a union for <laughs> yeah, like, like college football. Or, or, yeah. some, I don't know if it would be like a P5, a D1, something like that, but I, I there's got to be something. Because there have been multiple, like in the final minutes of the fourth quarters, multiple like blatant blown pass interference calls that would have resulted in major yardage or touchdowns for Nebraska that have cost them the better part of their four uh, chances at making the bowl game. Dude, they they should, uh, if I'm MLB on the next uh, bargaining agreement, I'm saying in, in the clause that you should be allowed to fire four, refer- uh, four umps a year. I, I, uh, I Have that be part of the collective bargaining. I wonder how much of that collective bargaining for umpires is just based off of the fact that they have a like they 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 are also on TV and there are media rights and things associated with their likenesses I would assume not that anybody's like not that anybody's paying for an Angel Hernandez appearance but you know they they are on TV and they have I, I would assume some sort of media rights or likeness rights that are being negotiated in the CBAs, just like you know managers, coaches in the NFL, and players. I, I don't know if that's got anything to do with it, but that seems to really simplify that. That's how you get coaches and players and all these video games very simply, except for um, Belichick and yeah. Hey. Follow some of that. I'm not gonna lie. Is the CBA for fucking media rights and likeness rights? Oh yeah, no. I mean, I just just have the clause in there that they can fire four a year, up to four a year, and strictly based on performance, and sign that fucking deal, and then Angel's gone after one. Who's gonna Who's gonna decide the performance? Because all those scorecards we see are by third parties. They'd have to agree upon that. 
Sam. Sam I was muted the whole yep. time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on record that MLB like actually goes over the basically the same statistics with their umpires and that they actually the strike zone that they grade on does not perfectly match the umpire auditor stuff or whatever, but it, they roughly conceptually do the same shit and review the same numbers, which probably should just tell them, hey, let's do robot ups. But hell yeah, it's been one of my previous fucking takes. They need uh in MLB the next MLB the show, they should just have like umpire mode where you can you, you just get to play you get to be one of the umpires. You're and you, can just, you can absolutely just blow games. <laughs> <laughs> you can lead the fucking White Sox to a World Series win just by blowing calls. <laughs> I could enjoy that. Man, they have it's fucking like investigation the the mode on Need for Speed, just ruining everybody else's day. <laughs> uh, it could be like uh, you know, like like fucking nerds in countries that care about soccer play like Football Manager, where they just manage a fucking team without playing the game. They should just have like umpire twenty, like umpire <laughs> slash referee simulator twenty twenty four. Yeah, dude, just get it on the VR. <laughs> You watch a player take four steps with the ball. Do you call a scrabble? Or do you keep fucking looking, dude. There's that's like, a perfect, perfect VR game, man. There's like, and then there's like a mini game where you have to go through all of like your hate mail and death threats on Twitter <laughs> after a after like a bad game. I'm gonna like check every envelope up to the light. <laughs> you have to read just the most brutal shit about the way you look on Twitter. Because you're a little bit overweight because you're a 52-year-old man in high socks. <laughs> Dude, that, that, we need to put some tech people on, on the umpire simulator on, on VR. Um, umpire mode on MLB The Show. Uh, MLB The Show sponsor us. Uh, if you take that uh, – this, this is on record now, so if they take that uh, – if they if they uh, take that idea, they owe us. So just want to put that Damn out straight. there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, do we want to move on to some main topics tonight? We have, uh, I want to talk about, I know Colin wanted to talk about some football coaching. We have some interesting moves in college football. You have the firing of uh, Frank Reich from the Ca- uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, he'll find a landing spot somewhere else. He's a known It'll be, like, it'll be the coach. rise of the third Reich, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> waiting to say that as if nobody else has ever made that joke. No, I saw it today. I don't give a shit. I just uh... Wanted to embrace my German heritage. Where is he going to land? Oh, Poland. God. Uh, he's going to blitz his way. Blitzkrieg his way. I don't know. There could be a lot of fucking... It might be a big carousel this year, I feel like, in the NFL. Especially some strange spots if Belichick gets fired. Tomlin going to lose his job? Finally? No, fuck no. Not this no. Year. Oh, my God. Matt Canada first. Oh, that was yeah. They fired Matt Canada, and they had their first four hundred yard fucking game in no. how many games was it, Sam? No, it was like fifty something. It was like four years. Like, uh, yeah, I'd be sitting there going, like, "Hey, Tomlin, maybe figure it the fuck out earlier next time that he can't coach offense." But at least, like, them just immediately doing that shows just so much. Like that, they need to score some might be okay. Go with it, but yeah, they yeah. they move the ball so much better instantly. And I will say, all this shit is somewhat speculative, but supposedly there has always been some level of ownership sway on Matt Canada's behalf in that organization. So that could have weighed on how long his tenure was allowed to continue, despite the way that it went pretty it much like, from it day was like one. The the Mike Stoops debacle for OU. Something like that. Had is, to stick uh, around for two years under Lincoln and just be shit at his job. Here's here's a here's a question that you guys ha- definitely haven't thought about at all. Where is Jim Harbaugh going to coach in the NFL next season? Because there's no... The is, there's Well, the Raiders could be Panthers. Uh, wait, uh, uh, sorry, shit. Not God. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, he said the Ravens. He's not getting... He's not getting He's being a smart ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Jim Harbaugh, I, th- I think the Raiders are honestly probably the best possibility. I and mean, is, is Arthur Smith going to survive the next like? Arthur yes. Smith's seat's got to be so fucking hot right now. No, nah, he, he's good. 
He's yeah, gonna be yeah, back. Yeah. It's that current yeah. expectation I think is that he will be back. And I mean, they're winning the division, dude. <laughs> well, well, we see uh, four head coaches fired from the NFC South, though, this, from this <laughs> season. Because you could, I could easily see Dennis Allen going. I mean, I, I, eh, I don't know why they'd want to keep him, but also, you know, they they're kind of treading water. Obviously, Reich's already gone. Todd Bowles sucks. Brian I don't know Dable. if they care to keep him or not. Uh, Brian Dable. Well, he's in, he is in the East, but. Well, no, no. Oh, you know. I, th- I didn't realize you were just talking about the division. I thought I was, thought uh, I was talking yeah, about sorry. teams. Other yeah, coaches no, overall, are fucked. There, there are a <laughs> lot of candidates um, for Black Monday this year. Some are saying to take the over of uh, at least seven and a half, if not more. I think that was Schefter said he could uh, see like nine or ten. I uh-huh. mean, you got it. like, okay, actually, I feel like Harbaugh's the next Bears head coach because there's no way Eberflus survives the offseason. But so I, I think it's possible. I, the Bears. I mean, we always get rumored for Harbaugh, but it hasn't seemed to have a whole lot of substance to it when it's happened in the past. I, I, we we will probably hopefully have a vacancy, uh, but I guess it, it would depend. I, I, one interesting thing with that, Kevin Warren um, is now a part of the Bears organization, has a lot of sway potentially, um, and obviously I, I don't know what it would be like, but he has some level of probably administrative experience with Harbaugh from his days as the uh, Big Ten commissioner. Famously sucked Michigan's dick that entire time he was commissioner. Well, that that might lend towards him being pro-Harbaugh, <laughs> if that if that's the case. I honestly had no idea about that dynamic, so it, it'd be interesting to think maybe that will color some of uh, that discussion this offseason. Yeah, back uh, back during COVID, uh, Warren basically like was lifting up Michigan as the paragon of what to do. It's like, oh, look, Michigan's not worried about – Michigan doesn't want to play football. They're doing all the right things while shitting on Nebraska, basically like saying Nebraska was wrong for wanting to play football up until Ohio State decided that they also wanted to play football, and then he was all he, he was 100% okay with that. Well, That's he really knew Nebraska bad. was going to flame out. I mean, come on. He, if Nebraska wants to play, I mean, you just just let it's kind of like like giving the Make a Wish kid their 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 wish, right? Nah, the the, the Make a Wish kids don't subject such a large amount of other people to suffer on their behalf the way Nebraska football does. Ah, uh, you say that about the whole Big Ten West? <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> I just um, don't know who to. I guess what's what's the most intriguing, you know coaching potential opening or current opening sam i mean do you think the bears are gonna have you know gonna have to hire somebody new i think the bears are gonna have to hire somebody new i think the bears are also definitely not the answer to your initial question of (laughs) an intriguing opening or a high a high value opening i think the uh, i think probably the sleeper candidate here if, if it even counts at this point would be sean mcdermott to get fired from the bills and i think that's a desirable position uh, that I'll, I'll probably the best coaches on the market would be in on and, and probably lining up to try to get. Other than think, that, I'm, the, I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what all Chargers. might be available. But I mean, yeah, he's, he's got to go, man. But it seems like he's going to go. I don't think that's in the question. I think it's that's, I think that's a good that should one. be a really good job, theoretically, yeah. for an offensive-minded coach. I mean, their defense isn't the worst in the NFL. Or it leaves something to be desired. Well, they probably yeah. want a defensive coach because their offense is pretty fucking decent when they're healthy. That's a big if. And- yeah, but we had but- this conversation a few weeks ago. Defensive coaches are not necessarily the answer, especially when you have all the weapons they do. You're going to end up like the fucking Bears. Yeah, and or they have the, a defensive the coach right now. They have oh. a defensive coach right now who's done nothing for them. Um, I-, I think well, the yeah, smart teams are hiring offensive coaches at this point, personally, in my opinion. And maybe they consider Kellen Moore. I mean, shit, if if they think they can get a good DC in there and they like what they're sense. seeing from the offense again, because the offense, it, it is a coaching thing. Like, they, they were shit last year offensively under, uh, oh, shit, I don't even remember what the, the motherfucker's name is. I think it was Staley? Michael Lombardi. Oh, uh, oh yeah, was yeah, yeah. it was. Um Awful, and just they they totally neutered Herbert. The offense was terrible. Kellen Moore comes in, and they're they're throwing it down the field again. They're they've been a lot better. Um, it's kind of clicking back into place. So I'm intrigued to see if maybe he gets some consideration there. And I think 
they saw last year what can happen when you have a defensive head coach and who whatever offensive mind, second-rate offensive mind you bring in to work under him uh, is not putting it together. Shit can get ugly. Kellen Moore's, like, you know, head coach, like, critical decision-making, and, you know, I, I mean that in, like, critical situations, uh, might leave something to be desired. I can't remember exact examples, but he, he's come under a lot of fire as an offensive coordinator for making some boneheaded calls in critical like high pressure situations which i get it i mean we would probably do some similar shit because but but also we're not trying to become nfl head coaches we're not nfl offensive coordinators where that kind of stress and pressure comes with the job uh, i could see that being kind of his downfall in the head coaching position yeah i think uh i, I like I, if you're referring to i know you've seen how many specific examples in mind uh, but the, the, some come to mind for me. I, I can't really dispute it. It's just a question of, I guess, how much influence Mike McCarthy had on this, and maybe that's me copping out Kellen Moore. But like the end of some of their recent playoff games, the the one where Dak Prescott ran a QB keeper and ran out the clock when they didn't have any timeouts, okay, and then, they didn't know how to get the ball uh, down. Was it the same game? I think it was the sec- the next year in this most recent year was the one where they lined up Zeke Elliott at center or whatever. Yeah, that was was that after uh, was that a- that was right after the tight end just had a foot out of bounds on a like a thirty yard fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought so too on that thirty yard like downfield route that would have set them up like much better. He was just straight up got one foot in and took one out of bounds, and it wasn't like he was too contested <laughs> yeah, the last oh well not opening but the last i guess hot seat that i find to be very intriguing is uh washington commanders uh ron rivera just because of the kind of the downfall of ron rivera you know used to be used to be known as riverboat ron you know took a lot of uh took a lot of risks kind of a kind of a gambler and a lot of it would pay off just by being super aggressive in play calling and in offensive and defensive philosophy uh now he's just he's lost all of that it's like he's scared to lose and it just results in him losing more so I, I think this is probably his last stop maybe ever as an NFL coach yeah I don't know I don't know who fills, who fills that spot there's some promising talent there's actually a lot of promising talent on the commanders they got some I mean they, they traded some of it away uh but if you're a new head coach coming in you have lots of picks right so yeah. that's very attractive to somebody who has a certain idea of what they want their team to look like. Plus yeah. new ownership who might be quarterback who you're not really tied to, but also doesn't totally suck. It seems I mean, like, so you Sam Howell has see what you got. It's written all over him, except he's the current starter in Washington instead of the backup. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get yeah. there. No, the end plus they have new ownership who might just be down to spend some money to bring in some talent too. To replace like what sweat and young, yeah, so. I need to get rid of you know the I I won't call sweat an elite pass rusher, but like two really good pass rushers, two really good uh you know. I mean, staple two on their defense. I feel like yeah, they have some really good interior D linemen as well. But yeah, um, I mean, those two edges were a lot of their high bill talent. I mean, those are first round picks that didn't get a second contract yeah and what sweat got like a sack and a half last night or something on he's been pretty damn good for the bears yeah who's fucking shit up all last night i mean he wasn't you know you can't get to the quarterback on every play but he was in the fucking mix every single yeah. time josh dobbs dropped back to throw and it was it was very upsetting i disagree i had a good time <laughs> I was really hoping to see this the loss column take an increase on teams to lose games while having four interceptions going yeah, from what dude, sixty-two and one dude. to sixty-two and two. We, we were so just, close. We had just last week uh gotten on the wrong side of some shit like that. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what the hell it was, but I think Detroit the turned over time. four times and we didn't or something. And like time yeah, and time of possession. Uh, oh, we turned it over at the end of that game. I think it was like the turnover uh, margin, time of possession stats, like teams that had that shit against them were, yeah, something similar like fucking 60 and 0 or something. And the Bears were like, not anymore, motherfuckers. And it's probably <laughs> to lose. This, this, is, this is, this is kind of unrelated. 
but somewhat related. Did you guys realize that the that the Colts are six and five? Because I sure as hell did. Yep. They are right there in the hunt, man. <laughs> they actually, they, I think, are in a playoff spot right now. Uh, on the heels of um, God, what the fuck's their quarterback's name? Gardner Minshew, motherfucker. I know, I know who he is. I was fucking blanking. But yeah, on the fucking heels of Gardner Minshew of all people. Hell yeah! No, I'd love to have Gardner Minshew be my fucking quarterback for the Falcons. It looked that he's, way for a little while. He sort and then of he's just really he fucking lets downside. it rip, though. Yeah, wow, he's I had mean, some serious downside in some of those games, like four interception games. Yeah, but hey, for him to get four interceptions for the Falcons means he's got to be throwing the ball, which is a big improvement. Uh, or he threw the ball four times, and you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could go either way, but Jesus fucking Christ, let's let's let one of our quarterbacks throw the ball to all the talent we have on the field. No, all the talent, they're just decoys. Yeah, for Johnny Smith, that son bitch. <laughs> They'll never see it coming this time. Uh, do we do we want to do betting tonight? Uh, I don't do you guys have, have a whole lot, dude? I just lost uh, my ass off. Is all I really got. Do we got every hey, two bums of the week? Is that easier? Uh, uh, yeah, I could do that. I think I have. A, I think I have a repeat bum. Actually. Oh man, okay, rare air. I think. All right, then let it rip, Dylan. If you got one, I'm gonna take Matt Rule for what may be the second week in a fucking row for making a bonehead, making just a boneheaded calls in the fourth quarter towards the end of the game uh, against Wisconsin. It was like, why would you take the chance to go to overtime when you could have easily like you know manage your last minute and a half of that game a little better to get within field goal range? And instead, you're like, oh, we're gonna take a couple like like 0% success shots at the end zone rather than trying to move the ball up a little bit uh, and then letting the clock run inexplicably. Well, guess what? This happened again this week. Letting the letting the clock run inexplicably, making risky fucking throws in the last minute of the game when you could have you know gotten a little bit closer and tried the field goal and gone to overtime. Instead, you throw the fucking interception to lose the game. So... Oh, Matt Rule, right. Marcus Satterfield, but mostly Matt Rule because those are decisions a head coach should be making, not an offensive coordinator. So even if the offensive coordinator made those calls, still Matt Rule's fault. All right, Sam, you got one? Um, yeah, I guess uh, – shit, I'm, I'm pulling this one on the fly here, but I just fired up the ESPN app and saw that my Kansas Jayhawks are in a single-digit game late against uh, my – oddly family-connected, irrelevant school, the Eastern Illinois Panthers. Um, <laughs> so I'm a little little miffed about the situation going on with the Jayhawks, and a quick, uneducated look at the box score tells me that, uh, sadly, I, I hate to disrespect the man, but Kevin McCuller might just have to be my bum of the week because nobody else came to mind, and he's sucking ass tonight. So get it together, Kevin, because I'm uh, not trying to lose to EIU. You think, you think Jimmy Garoppolo's courtside at that game? Uh, if not, Tony Romo should be, or Sean Payton. Oh. You want to top me on EIU alumni? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell what the fucking topic was. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's why I wanted you to go first, because then someone has to mention him uh, more, and that would be Kalani Sataki. Hey, now. With, Good call. Hey. Along with... Uh, Trash their, their quarterback surprisingly not very good despite having a good coach above him that rumor has it is great for quarterbacks hey, hard hard to live up to jared hall and zach <laughs> hey you know what it is easy to live up to though is not blowing a fucking two touchdown lead it's gift wrapped to you and your chance to go bowling against a dog shit oklahoma state team i will but byu just Absolutely outcoached in that second half of that game. Mike Mike Gundy, Mike Gundy is a hell of a college football coach. I hate to say it, but Mike Gundy is a hell of a college football coach. Kalani Sataki is some just another motherfucker. No, Kalani Sataki is a good coach who's taking a job at a team he uh, he identifies with. You, you always. I feel like you overstate the handicap that playing at BYU is. BYU is an athletically competitive school. Him, Hard him to managing to be average there. Congratulations. Hard to recruit too. I yeah, mean, fair enough. 
probably pulled off one of, uh, one of the wildest recruiting like, hey, bits. You're gonna have hey, you're gonna come to play. You're gonna come play football here, and you're gonna have zero sex. How does that feel? Uh, I mean, they were they recruited a Jew quarterback. Something <laughs> it's like he already crossed religion bridges. He's he's probably gonna be cool if he doesn't hear what his players do on the weekend. <laughs> you're gonna come drink milk at parties. Congratulations! Uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Brigham Young University. Hey man, hey man, no, they 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 get somebody to let them soak on on the first. Oh. It's all about uh, get the uh, get, get an offensive lineman to jump on the bed. <laughs> also, he apparently doesn't yet yeah, teach a tackling very well because Ollie Gordon should have gotten stuffed on one of uh one of his uh, runs yeah, on like that, the two yard line. Damn, yeah. Bro, like, the one, he got hit, loss. like, five yards behind the line, bounces off of, like, two guys, and just switches it and runs it in. That shit was embarrassing. Good bum of the week, Colin. I couldn't think of one on the spot. You delivered. That needs I to was, be said. Yeah, that's why I let you go first in case you wanted the rant. Or <laughs> Thank you. If, if you didn't, I had him because I, he was not allowed to be escaping, bitching. I was asleep at the wheel up there. Way to, way to own it. <laughs> fuck Kalani Sadaki. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> fuck Mormons. Hey, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, any any last items we want to touch on before we cut this one a little bit short? Uh, fuck no, the I Big actually, Twelve. I don't know yeah. if we got to this. If y'all if y'all want to go ahead and. and, and Offer any takes if you have any. Oklahoma did. Um, I guess it hasn't been announced, but like it's basically word is out that Oklahoma is going to stay internal for their OC hire, um, succeeding Jeff Levy, and they will be naming Seth Luttrell and um, Joe John Finley co-OCs. So keeping it in house. Um, uh, supposedly, most of the recruits are planning to stick around. Uh, we, we did lose one receiver. What, we're, in, we're in pretty good shape, but receiver. Uh, not sweating it too much, but uh, so anyhow, in, I was in, thinking Joe John Finley might go to Mississippi State. That was rumored. That's He's what very was rumored. So I wonder if they hired him up to keep the, him to keep his uh, the recruit you're talking about. I think so. I'm I'm curious, man, how that'll play out because what's interesting about that, and he's been a good recruiter for the whole offense. He does have the five star tight end coming to town, uh, which specifically, you know, he was our tight ends coach, obviously for our wide audience out here. Um, he has a five star tight end coming to town, but really, he, we haven't seen shit out of the tight end group at, at OU, especially this year. So I, I feel like. Him getting promoted to co-OC is like, eh, but also it's not really the same responsibilities. He is supposedly very familiar with all the same like scheme that, that Jeff Levy runs and, and should be able to kind of keep things rolling. Seth Luttrell's an experienced offensive coach. Like, I think we're going to be I'm in relatively good hands, and the talent will win out for I us. Assume, but... have better decision-making and less jet sweeps. I assume yeah. Luttrell's going to be the play caller, probably. I would bet so. Uh, I would you know, he, so, but he, I don't really know. He, well, he did that at North Carolina, Indiana, and Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> I was seeing stats he, on he like, was, the offenses he, when like their rating when he came in, and he was calling like, play. He wasn't just the OC; he was calling plays, and you know, most OCs do, but not all. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, he brought all three of those offenses up when he as, came in. So, as long as they don't do some shit like Nebraska was trying in like the the last three years of like the Scott Frost era, where he was trying to retain some of his fucking offensive coaches by making him co-offensive coordinators, but then making one guy your run game coordinator and one guy your passing coordinator, and then it, that shit doesn't work. Well, yeah, that's just asking for miscommunication out the ass. Yeah, it doesn't fucking work. Nebraska, order. of course. Um, <laughs> you probably uh, didn't need to hold on what? to that offensive uh, coaching talent. I don't think either one of them will be as good at getting Art Bryles on the fucking sideline. Dude, I... Right. He's going to get so much Mississippi State gear, dude. He's <laughs> He's got to be fired up. I, I think... I. Th- the thing about him getting hired, I'm very happy about that. And I feel <laughs> like maybe the writing was on the wall that he might get canned. 
Imagine, imagine being Mississippi State year, but... and looking at Jeff Levy and looking at Oklahoma's body of work and all the ways they've struggled this year and thinking, I want that guy to be the head coach for my football team. Yeah, it's tough. His uh, his like <clears throat> important decision making is piss poor, which will be hilarious if Not Mississippi State just... Not a precision decision maker. He, he's supposed to be. He needs um, to be. You need to be if you're an offensive that, coordinator. Well, that'll be fucking coach. hilarious to see if Mississippi State just has these stupid fucking shits, like mistakes down games. See him, see him, you know, on a halftime report, them do a jet sweep to get their kicker out of field goal range. See, have him play the hits, but for a different team. <laughs> All righty. Do we get that? Do you get that off your chest, Sam? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm I'm relatively content with it. I guess I was bringing it up, interested yeah. to hear y'all's perspective, but I yeah. think it's a decent hire. No, we'll I, I, I I like how it, I I like that. Um, I will say though, only an interest to be in a fucking contrarian, which I have some tendencies to do. I mean, Jeff Levy, we were like the fifth over, like fifth total offense, and and a pretty high ranked scoring offense. I like the results on paper were there for Jeff Levy, so I kind of do see how a team looks at him and goes, damn. Yeah, 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 no, exactly. No, I see why he got hired. I don't think that. I don't think he would have gotten canned, but I don't think it's also insane for you, Colin, to suggest that like there may have been some mutual parting of ways, some sort of encouragement of hey, maybe whatever opportunities come your way. Yeah, could even been like because of the Bryles thing. I think was that I think. Yeah, that along with just sort of you know seeing, I would maybe he wouldn't get canned at the end of this year, but you know one more year where the offense does like the same shit, then I could see us moving on as like, uh, he's gotten to his peak that he can take us. So maybe he knew he was getting on thinner ice and an opportunity came that way. But from, from like a hiring standpoint on Mississippi state's behalf. Now uh, Mississippi state historically is not always as successful. You know, they're, they're the last, not even 10 years, let's say seven years has been kind of an outlier in their history where they have had a lot of success. And it seems to me like they really need somebody to take them up to that next step. Uh, do I look at Jeff Levy and think that's the guy who's going to take me to the next level? Um, am, am, am I going to like maintain the level of success they had under Mike Leach and like the, the success they had when Dak Prescott stuff was there? Probably. But it seems Jeff Levy seems like the the kind of guy who's going to take when it comes to those really critical situations where you need to play a little bit above your talent level. He's not the guy who's going to do that. You're going to make those mistakes. He's going to make those bad decisions, and you're going to play at the level you're supposed to. And he can't. He, you know, he's not going to take you up a notch. I think. I think it's also it's a safe hire yeah. though. I think to stabilize the program though. Um, cause I mean the one, obviously their fucking coach this year is put in a fucking wild spot to be in well, I mean, that whole yes, team changes up a bit. Well, yeah, know, yeah, no, but so they're hiring like a, you know, a safe enough coach where they think he can get them consistently, you know, maybe above 500 or whatever and like move on, but get some stability in the program because they know the guy that they had as like interim wasn't it. And I mean, you you are keeping guys in the same kind of system, you know. You're you're going from you know the the king of the air raid into an air raid. A J, I mean, it sort of is a into a uh, a child of the air raid. It's not pure air raid, but it's got a lot of elements out of it. Into what Jeff Levy likes to run. So, I mean, I think you're getting air raid mixed up with just the term jet, which doesn't always mean military. What? Oh God! Um, what? I, know what I, I was saying, it, the, just, yeah, 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 that was bad. Yeah, for a jet sweep, jet, jet sweep, jet. yeah, instead of the air raid. We we this this episode, you know, hey, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> Dion's losing recruits. We don't. That's awesome. Yeah, that's just hilarious. A fire. Sucks. Who would have thought he's a bum? Dude, the the Colorado the Colorado uh, athletic director, you know, first four games of the season, just patting himself on the back. He's partying, he's busting <laughs> out the champagne, and then no, he's walking. Just oh my god, and then getting ready to fucking hang himself in the second half of the season. <laughs> I'm excited to see how the, how their shit goes next year because I don't really see it getting better. Dude, I, I know they beat Nebraska, but who of us legitimately thought 
Colorado is going to end the season with a worse with a worse record than Nebraska. I I don't know about Nebraska, but I we figured they were they were pretty toast when uh, they only barely got through Colorado State, and then it was sealed when they blew like another massive lead. So Nebraska will won that game if Jeff Sims didn't just hand the, just hand the ball to the defense every single time he touched it. Matt Rule got to bring in a better uh, quarterback then. Yeah, there's lots of options in the transfer portal this year, so odds are high. The odds are good, but the goods are odd. So, Wise man. Yeah. Uh, any last words? I think I'm tapped out. All righty. And that will conclude our particularly garbage sports opinions for tonight. <laughs> Go check out our Twitter at 3PlanesSB. That's at the number 3PLANSSB to keep up with our sports betting adventures and spreadsheet. And keep an eye out for future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the hell else you get your podcasts from. And remember, quitters never win big, and big winners never quit. We're out of here.